Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have Gershom continue our series on In the Beginning where he shares with us on rest. If God rested, so should we. If God insisted that we enter his rest through our believing in Jesus, then it's imperative that we make it our life's goal to enter this rest. Let's quieten ourselves to hear what God has to say to us. Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you today. I know it's been a while since I've actually spoken, uh, but God has been faithful. Uh, I think the last I spoke was right in time when I'd actually mentioned that we were going into 5 years of us celebrating as a church together. But I believe, you know, it's been a joy and a privilege for us to see uh, a few of our church members get baptized uh, in the past couple of weeks. We as a church gathered together and we were able to give thanks. And uh, even uh, in the midst of all of this, I believe God has, uh, you know, made our vision even more clear as to what we need to accomplish as we are placed here in the city of Chennai, and even as He's using us uh, in a global platform across different nations and people who have been listening to us and have been touched by all that God's been doing in and through the heart of Yah Zion. Even as we head back into our sermon series in the beginning, I believe for those of you who are watching, for those of you who are listening to us. I believe God wants us to go back and refer to how it was in the beginning because I believe God wants us to give a picture of what he intended what happened and where we can still you know with his help go back to that place and enjoy and you know uh, be in a way where we can actually live like heaven here on earth when we say touching heaven here on earth I believe God wants us to live with his power with his grace with his strength here on this earth And so today even as we saw last week where Tina spoke specifically in the beginning God created there were a couple of things that uh, were highlighted he he the the things that were highlighted was God created with a purpose he created for his pleasure and whatever he created was good there was nothing bad in it he created from nothing and we also saw everything that he created came from the utterance of his mouth it you know uh even as i was listening to that sermon i was amazed at the fact that you know we have a god who can create everything by just the words that he speaks and it is complete even with the fall of mankind god is still in the business of creating he's creating a new group of people who will be honest who will be loyal to him who will be obedient to him who will be set apart for him we also see he's creating life from dead things there are so many things that are dead in our life but with him in the picture only life can exist and we also see that he is creating opportunities for his glory to be displayed and today even as we move to the second part the second part today we are going to be looking as god rested and uh, even as you know between the teaching team as we were going through who all uh, has to take what and when as this came to me i strongly felt god was wanting me to meditate on his word to see what he has to say so that i can apply it into my life there's been seasons in which i have not rested i sometimes feel i'm still running from pillar to post i still feel like you know what it's in my striving that i will see things happen but god constantly has been reminding me over the last couple of years especially in the last 2 years your striving will not bear fruit allow me to work in and through you trust my timing trust my way of doing things and i will make things happen 
So even as we take some time to read God's word today and listen to what he has to say, I want to ask if you would allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you. You know, we all need rest and we can learn from looking at God as to how God was able to rest and we can still experience that today here on this earth. So even before we get into God's word, I just want to say a quick word of prayer. Lord, I pray even right now, even as we take some time to listen to your word, would your grace fall on us? I pray for those who are watching this or those who are listening to this. Lord, in the midst of whatever they are doing, I pray you would stir in their heart that this verses that we read, your word would come alive in them, Lord Jesus, and come alive in me as I speak. And I pray it will fall on good soil so that it will bear much fruit, Lord Jesus, in due season. We thank you. Be with us and bless us in your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to jump right at, into Genesis chapter 2. And this is what it says in Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. It says, so the heavens and the earth were completed and all their hosts, inhabitants. And by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. And he rested, seized on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it as his own that is set apart as holy from other days because in it he rested from all his work which he had created and done. It's a clear demarcation today, even as we read that in chapter one, God was creating. God was creating the earth. God set apart the land and the sea. God allowed, you know, uh, the land to bear fruit. God allowed vegetation to grow. God allowed the birds in the air, the animals in the land, the fish in the sea. God did everything. And in the midst of everything, at the seventh day, he rested. You know, even as we heard last week, we don't know whether it was just one day or if it is a millennia. We don't know that, but all we know is when God spoke, things came into existence. All we know that when God spoke, every intricate detail came into existence, which fathom the human mind because we still are discovering so many things today. When we look back at his creation, we realize that it's so much more detail that will take us more, us many more lifetimes to understand how everything works. And that's what distinguishes between us and God. And today, if God who created everything took time to rest, he didn't rest because, you know, he was tired. He didn't rest because, you know what he said, I've done so much, I just need a break. No, he is God. But yet he chose to take a day of rest. It's in his completion he was able to take rest. A lot of us today are taking rest in between of things that are incomplete in our lives. If I have to ask you, what are your normal working days? A lot of you will say nine to five. A lot of you will say we have 13 hour work days. We run back and forth. We are back. We are tired. We sleep tired. We wake up tired and we are going about the next day. But God here had set apart a day for him to rest. The set apart day for him was solely, he had set it apart and he made it holy. It says in verse three, he sanctified it and he made it holy. Why did God make it holy? Because he wanted to show that in completion, there's rest. It's a posture of completion. It's not a posture of, you know, uh, unrest in the heart or unrest in the spirit. But God just knew everything was done. Everything was complete. There was nothing more that can be added. There is nothing more that can be taken away. That's the beauty of God's completion. And it's in that completion that he rested. You know, the Hebrew word for rested is Shabbat. 
God does not require rest because he is tired. He chose because the very creation that he created was complete. You know, the word Sabbath comes from this word rested and it carries the same sense of stopping or ceasing that God ceased. He stopped for one day and that one day could be to look back. And, you know, the problem many a times for us is we don't look at rest as the way God intended it. Rest is blessing. Rest is looking at something and saying, God, all this has been happened and I'm able to rest in you. And that's what we'll come up, come down to. Because this was a perfect world in which God created everything. There was no imbalance. There was no fish or animal that was sick. There was no sickness that prevailed. There was no death even in this creation. Everything was complete. Everything was perfect. Yet in that God rested. God was not in haste. God was not running from pillar to post. Today in 2023, there's this word that we use, hustle. You know, when you're talking to someone, hey, do you have a side hustle? Which means, you know what, I am doing something in my eight hours, but I also have a side hustle because I need to make extra something to make ends meet. And, you know, I was just going through some of the well-known side hustles that we all need or we all are participating or doing or we are undertaking. And Forbes has come out with a whole bunch of lists. You know, they say these are the top 30 side hustles that you can do for 2023. One is freelancing. A lot of us are freelancers. One is dog walking. One is blogging, babysitting, childcare, senior sitting, senior companion, and the list goes on. In today's world, we see oftentimes the hustle that we pursue, which is meant to ease our temporary crunch, becomes a lifelong reason of being in a state of unrest. The side hustle that we pursue, the main job that we pursue, we suddenly are in a state of unrest because nothing is satisfying us. Nothing is quenching us. And the reason being, sin entered the world. Sin entered creation. Sin entered mankind. The day when Satan came and tempted Eve and when Adam ate of the fruit, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What has that caused? That has caused us to break. What has caused that has caused us to, you know, see the world in a more, uh, in a way of unrest, in a way of being unfulfilled, in a way of not being completed at all. I was reading another article of a person in LinkedIn who's trying to redeem the word hustle. And he went, goes on to say, you know, uh, there are a lot of fake entrepreneurs who are using this word hustle. But he said the real word of hustle is probably working hard, smart, and with a sense of urgency. And I realized, you know what, we can come up with all these terms, all these definitions. We, a lot of us today are pursuing saying, I want to work smart, work smart so I can earn more. But God's asking you today in your working, would you be content? Today in your being, would you be content? Because it's in all of this, you will experience my rest. You know, and as I said earlier, there was brokenness in this world that causes us to really look at everything in a state of unrest. Today, countries are at unrest. Economic is at unrest. You know, uh, people groups are at unrest. You know, within people groups, there are so much of divisions that there is a lot of unrest happening. 
where do we look to who do we look to and what are we doing because all this constitutes whether we are really enjoying god's rest which he intended us to have and even as i said earlier that mankind fell there was a curse that god put on mankind genesis chapter 3 verses 17 to 19 and this is what it says he told the man because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree that i commanded you not to eat from don't eat from this tree the very ground is cursed because of you getting food from the ground will be as painful as having babies is for your wife you'll be working in pain all your life long the ground will sprout thorns and weeds you'll get your food the hard way planting and tilling and harvesting sweating in the fields from dawn to dusk until you return to the ground yourself dead and buried you started out as dirt you'll end up as dirt as we see we are all sinners our outworking is broken our working is in pain our striving is hard and it doesn't make ends meet we are truly sweating it out from dawn to dusk our forefathers all have sweated it out through the industrial age they have sweated it out through the technological age we are sweating it out as we enter into this new phase of life we are still sweating it out there are still marginalized people there are still economic differences between people groups we still there's pay disparity there's work disparity there's you know hiring disparity there's so much of brokenness and in the midst of this god's taking us to a passage saying i want to give you rest so today i don't know who i'm talking to but i believe all of us are in a state of unrest some of us are in a state of unrest because of the person we've married some of us are in a state of unrest because of the miracle that we've been waiting for is not coming through some of us are, are in a state of unrest because the job that we are working for seems so painful the people that we are working for are so painful some of you have been probably treated badly in the workplaces that you are in and you are fighting out with god saying god why am i even here why can't i leave here and go and god is asking us will we trust him holy you know one of the things we saw in the first chapter is it god who created is a god who controls the whole earth everything listens to him and so if god enjoyed rest we need to go back to god and trust him saying god i want to enjoy the rest that you have for me and what does that look like genesis 2 3 in the message it says he made it a holy day because on that day he rested from his work all the creating god had done and i want us to meditate on that verse a bit he set it as a holy day what does that mean it means that today out of the seven days we need that day of rest so that our focus is set so that our focus is reset to him so that our attention is reset to him so that our understanding and our our the way we look at is only him setting apart a day for god tells that we are serious about who we give our attention to for that day because if our eyes are on him we'll be able to see that god has something specific for us to do in the week ahead we have faith in god that he will provide and he will take care nothing has moved out of order or chaos because god rested how many of you you know 
for those of you who are working in um, you know teams where uh, you're you know you're in the service sector where you know you're probably handling databases and you know you are in a possible state of unrest because you don't know what line of code is causing a crash and you wake up hoping everything works well you don't know what is going to happen the next day but just remember as we look to god we can see that god is a god who controls everything and everything moves in momentum everything is moving in the right timing there's nothing that's going out of order the sun decided suddenly didn't decide to go and start rising from the west everything that god created is in order everything that man created is in disorder i'm repeating that again everything god created is in order everything that man created has disorder just imagine the animals are functioning the way they are supposed to be functioning but it's man who has the free will who's been created in the image of god is causing confusion is causing pollution is calling endangerment is not able to take care of the planet that he's placed in we need to look to god which will bring us to a place of rest because we will be able to see that in god and through god everything comes to order so what does rest actually mean If you look at it in the dictionary it says stop doing a particular activity or stop being active for a period of time in order to relax and get back your strength. And I want to apply that same definition to us. Why do we as Christ followers need rest? We need rest so that we can take a time a time of 24 hours off to say God I need rest regain strength but at the same time I need strength from you. I've been running that's why we meditate on his word every day because we fill that as our strength you know if i have to ask you we are bombarded 6 days a week with a lot of pressures from outside we need to make payments we need to you know strive so that our kids have a better future we need to make sure that they are making the right choices we need to make sure our families are intact our marriage is intact at the same time we need to make sure our health is intact there are so many things we are bombarded by that we fail to see that we need help from someone else deeply and that's why the psalmist says god i look to you where does my help come from In Psalm chapter one twenty one verses one through, this is what it says: I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? No, my strength comes from God, who made heaven and earth and the mountains. So we, as residents of a fallen world, have to come to the realization that if my rest has to come from God, I need to solely look to Him alone. It's not to look to the mountain of my bank balance, to the you know to the. a uh, mountain of what my grow account is looking like after all my investments or to the you know to the to the accomplishments that i've done or to the connections that i have or to the networks that i've built it has to go to god because in god you'll be secure in god your emotions will be in check in god your spirit will be at ease in god your soul will find rest and even as i was meditating on this i came across two key things which i think would god was speaking to me specifically saying geshom even as much as you preach and you do all this you need rest too and i was saying god i definitely need rest but how do i take rest the right way 
which means it's just not like you know i suddenly stop working you know i suddenly go on the strip saying you know what jesus is coming back we don't need to work no but how do we be better stewards of what god's placed us paul goes on to tell a lot of the epistles especially he says people for those who are unable to work look at me even though i'm a carrier of the gospel of christ i still work i still earn my food he goes on to say for those of you who are not working don't eat you don't deserve to eat something what you not earned for so in the midst of all of us we all are in a track of pursuing all that god's called us to do you're all following his will you're all following his plans and purpose some of us have become so lethargic that we are unable to do anything we are just self following in our own pity oh you know what i can't do this oh you know what i won't get paid right or i won't be I, this won't happen for me or my life is not going right god saying hey wake up pursue it do what i have ordained you to do in that i will still give you rest for a new mother who's struggling with her baby he's saying in the blessing i will still give you rest for someone who's married and who's still thinking god what have i done marrying i don't even know what he's saying i will give you rest in marriage it's in that we'll see thriving happen in god's rest we'll see success happen in god's rest we'll see fulfillment happen in god's rest and to experience god's rest there are two things which i want to highlight today the first thing which i want to highlight to experience god's rest is we need to have a believing heart we need to have a believing heart believing who believing god believing god who created the heaven and the earth believing god in the god who breathed life into mankind who created the animals and the birds and the fish with the word of his mouth the god who controls the whole universe for him the earth is a footstool it's this god that we look to we're going to read from hebrews chapter 4 and this is what it says therefore while the promise of entering his rest still remains and is freely offered today let us fear in case any one of you may seem to come short of reaching it or think he has come too late for indeed we have had the good news of salvation preached to us just as the israelites also when the good news of the promised land came to them but the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not united with faith in god by those who heard for we who believe that is we who personally trust and confidently rely on god enter that rest so that we may have his inner peace now because we are confident in our salvation and assured of his power just as he has said as i swore an oath in my wrath they shall not enter my rest this he said although his works were complete from the foundation of the world waiting for all who would believe for those of you who heard earlier on jeren who was speaking from hebrews uh, 7 the earlier week we heard from hebrews 6 from andrea we don't know who wrote hebrews they say it could be paul but there's a mirror you know there's a writing distinction which says clearly that it wasn't paul what the writer of hebrews is saying is that the people of israel received god's promise yet they did not have faith to see that come through what was god's promise that he's going to take them to a promised land their disobedience caused them to look away their disobedience called them to cause them to create another god their disobedience caused them to grumble and so we see an entire generation that died in the wilderness which was unable to move into the promised land 
And I believe today when we are not willing to believe in God, in the promise that God's given us, his promise is there as word of God with us. He's wanting us to meditate day and night so that we'll be able to walk in the right path. That's in that we will find his rest. You see, if we make wrong choices, we have consequences. If we make right decisions, we have consequences that favor that. We all have to live by what decisions we make. And God wants to help us in that decision. In verse 3, in the Passion, it says this, For those who believe, faith activates the promise, and we experience the realm of confident rest. Faith activates the promise. So today, what is the promise that God's asked you to hold on to? That your faith is unable to hold on to. That you're wrestling with it. That you're hustling. You're like, you know, you're doing 10 different other things than doing the one thing that God's called you to do. You know, a lot of people think, you know what, I don't have rest in my relationship. It's probably because you're not able to hold on to the promise that God's called you to do. If God's called you to let go of a relationship, let go and be quiet. God will work it out. We are living in a world today where we have too many choices, but our heart is not at rest. Our spirit man is not at rest. Hence, what happens? Our body is not at rest. We are not able to see things clearly. We are settling quick for a quick gratification, for something that will satisfy us immediately. But God's telling here, would you allow faith to activate the promise so that you'll be able to enter a confident rest which I'll give? Today, for those of them who are there on their Christian journey for at least 10-15 years, you will see that they are in a place of confident rest because they have tasted and seen God. They have tasted and seen God. What does that look like? They have tasted in the times of trials, they have tasted and seen God. In the times of plenty, they have tasted and seen God. In the times of need, with lack, they have tasted and seen God. So what does that cause them? That causes them to know that God is with them through everything. That gives them confident rests. That's where they see faith being activated in everything, big and small. Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30 says, Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm willing to share this with you. How does God share it with us? He says, I will show you why you're going through this. You will end up having hope. You will see things the way I want you to see, not the way you want to see. So what will happen? We suddenly will, because we've started to follow Christ, because we've started to believe him, weariness goes away. You wake up refreshed. Every time you read his word, it strengthens you. It gives you this grace and, you know, upliftment to say, you know what, I can carry this through. You're having a bad boss. He'll say, you know what, I'll give you strength to allow you to overcome that thing. I'll put the right words in your mouth. I will give you enough grace so that you'll have favor. Favor will go before you because you've started to believe. But it requires us to come to him. It requires us to believe in him. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. 
when I believe in him and I trust in him, it says here, he will give us perfect peace. Remember, perfection comes only from God and is of God alone. Because with God, there's no going back. So a God who created the entire world, who's created us also, when we accept him as our Lord and personal savior, he's saying, I'll be able to give you perfect peace whose minds are steadfast, who's anchored. It's not drifting away as we heard earlier on because they trust in you. And I want us church to come to a place where we are saying, God, I'm willing to believe in you with my whole heart because you alone are sufficient. The world, when I start pursuing with all my strength, I find insufficiency. What does that mean? Insufficiency, when I pursue my work at the end of it, I feel like I've strived hard, but I've lost a few things. There's something insufficient about it. I try having the best work-life balance, but I still feel insufficient in it because circumstances don't work my way. I try building my family with my strength, but I find that too has its insufficiency because each of them are making their own decisions. But for us to combat all of this has to come to a place where we say, God, I want to activate my faith in you so that I'll be sufficient in you. I'll be sufficient in you. Paul writes to the Philippines and he encourages them in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. And this is what he says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, when we ask for the God of rest to work in and through us, a lot of times he places us in a place where it's a place of unrest. But in that unrest, our spirit man is at rest. Our mind is at rest because you're able to think clearly. So what does that look like? We are not anxious about anything. Because we know that we serve a God and his name is Jesus, we are able to call on his name. In every situation, there are a couple of things involved. It's, it's by prayer, by petition, with thanksgiving. Not with grumbling, but with thanksgiving, we present our request to God. And again, it comes here, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. We've been in situations where at the end of it, we have to look back and say, it's a peace of God that gave us clear mind. Even as we are standing in this hall, it's a testimony because a year back before uh, we actually started looking out for halls, we had suffered a, a a hard time of a financial hard time and to look back and to see it we could have lost our peace we could have lost our strength we could have lost the call that god's called up, call upon our lives but i think when i look back i came to this place and said god i am anxious this loss is a loss i don't know why you allowed it but i want to stand here with all honesty and say god with thanksgiving we lay our requests in front of you. Give us the peace that transcends all understanding. And he will guard our hearts. He guarded our hearts and our minds. The following year, we were meeting in a party hall. He guarded our hearts and minds. We saw so many places. And in the end, God gave us this beautiful place. The strategies that are coming after he gave the places is even more amazing. And it shows us that it requires us to be at rest in God alone. We need to believe him. We need to believe him.
Verse 13 in Philippians chapter 4 says this, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. God's rest causes us to be self-sufficient because of Christ's sufficiency in us. So suddenly you're in this road where you realize, you know what, your company doesn't have to make you sufficient. Your spouse doesn't have to make you sufficient. Your children won't have to make you sufficient. Your circumstances won't make you sufficient. Your bank balances won't make you sufficient. It's Christ's sufficiency that will give you and make you self-sufficient. You'll realize Christ is enough for me. We sing that song, Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. It comes to a place for us to say, God, you are enough. And when we say you are enough, we are able to enjoy the rest that he gives. As the verses I've read, it all talks about a peace that surpasseth all understanding. I can't explain it, but it has to be experienced. I can't, you know, build a story around it and narrate it. You have to, It has to be lived out. And so today, church, whatever your pathway looks like, for those of you who are listening, I believe God wants you to have rest, especially for those who have been hustling, trying to, you know, do things because others are doing it. I need to do it. God's saying, child, would you be able to take rest? I'll be able to accomplish everything for you in your right time. I'll make it right for you so that when you look back, you'll be able to say, my heart was at rest. My spirit is at rest. Because I trusted and believed in God. The second thing that we see is to experience God's rest requires us to be obedient. Belief is one thing because our faith has to get activated. But the second thing is we need to be obedient. There's something that God requires us to do. For God, who is a God of order, requires us to do certain things so that we will experience order in our own lives. Hebrews chapter 4, which we are meditating on, we are going to continue on, read the next four verses, verses 6 to 10. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from this. Just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. We see here, the author of Hebrews is clearly saying that God set apart the day of rest so that they have, as I mentioned earlier, so that our eyes will be focused on him. We will look to him for provision. Disobedience causes us to strive. Disobedience causes us to pursue things which we think we can control. Disobedience causes us to hold on to things and do things because we want certain things done our way. But God's saying, if you want to experience rest, you need to obey. Do it 
as I have commanded you to do. You know, we had one of our church members uh, a year back, you know, when they said, you know what, uh, we want to leave church because um, they felt like, you know what, they needed to have their business open on a Sunday. I don't know how far that's true, but God wants us to come to a place where we need to even trust him with our finances. We can hustle, work six days a week, hustle in the side, do everything. But God wants us to look to him in obedience and say, I trust you for my provision. There's nothing that will happen because we think we can make it happen. We are, That's why constantly whenever I pray, I say, God bless the work of our hands so that what we put in will be blessed. Where our hands work, that will be a blessing. There'll be a testimony to tell. And so today, what does that look like? Why do we have to rest? Yes, God rested. We too need that rest because we need to bring to our spirit man and to our mind to bring them in unison to say, God is in control. I am not in control. Obedience brings me to a place to see that God is in control of everything. And oftentimes, God wants us to come to that place to look back and say, God, I trust you that you will provide. I've done my best. So for those of you who are not doing your best, do your best first. Commit it to God. God, don't give, God can't make magic happen. God needs five loaves and two fishes. It has to cost you something. It costed the kid something to give to God to bless. Give something. Don't be sitting idle and saying, you know what, God bless me. God cannot bless you because there's nothing to bless you out of. That's why serving is such a beautiful thing. When we serve God, we are serving out of the overflow of our heart. And we're saying, God, here is my offering for you. God takes it and blesses it. So that's why you'll see people who've been blessed time and again are operating out of a place of rest. Out of a place of rest, knowing that, you know what, even finances, God controls it. Even the compounding of things, God, God controls it. When we look to God's word, it should have an effect in our life. We can't just read it and let go of it. We need to read it and do what it says. You know, a lot of us today are doing what social media says, what the influencers are saying. Oh, you know what? You put a leg up like this and you pop, you smile, you'll get a good picture. We're able to listen because we're able to see but our God wants us to start doing things for eternity. It's in the unseen that God wants us to be obedient about. Our faith can be activated so that we'll be able to obey for the unseen. Hebrews 4 verses 12 to 13 goes on to say, For the word of God is alive. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Are we obedient to his word? Because his word is very clear. Are we obedient to his instruction? Because his instruction to each and every Christ follower is unique. His instruction is not a blanket statement. It's unique. If God's causing you to give up alcohol, give up alcohol. Don't try justifying saying, you know what, having a little will help me. God knows that little will become big and then later it will corrupt you. 
trust God with the instruction that he has specifically for you. If God's asking you to stay away from that particular place because he knows you're going there, you will fall. Stay away. If God's asking you to let go of that person because you've been stuck in this toxic relationship all along, let them go. For some of you, you're probably, you know what, letting, wanting to let go of that marriage because you've started seeing someone else outside. God's here saying, stick to the covenant that you made in front of me. Honor it. Because if you pursue other things, it might seem right, but you'll be in a state of unrest. Are we obedient to his word? Are we obedient to his instruction for us specifically? Are we obedient to his kingdom? There's a kingdom call for each and every one of us. God wants us to be on that track for his kingdom so that we'll be able to see his people come to light. And what does that look like? Which means I put my head down, I do what God's asking me to do. In that, God will use us as an influence to bring others. They'll be like, hey, how are you having this peace? How are you able to do certain things? Why is this working out for you? I've been trying it, but it's not been working out. Then you'll be able to share about what God has been doing in and through you. Verses 12 and 13, which I read, the word of God is alive and active. It's alive and active. You cannot deny the fact that the word of God is not alive and active. What is an alive and active? It says between joint and marrow. A lot of times we believe, we know, okay, you know what? This is my upbringing, so I shouldn't do it this way. But my heart is telling me something and my spirit is in another place. It will cut through that. The word of God will cut through all of that and ask you to obey so that you'll be able to do what is right. You'll be able to do what the kingdom requires you to do so that you'll be able to be his light here on this earth. God says in Exodus 33, 14, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. His presence is what we desire. But if you're not obedient, we won't be able to have his presence in us. If you're not obedient, we will not be people who will be able to curate his presence in our homes. We'll not be able to see his presence in our workplaces. We'll not be able to see his presence when we're talking to people. The thing that they'll catch is that this guy is in a state of unrest. So today, church, for those of you who are pursuing, for those of you in the pursuit of so many things, I would ask you, would you be obedient first to God? Let obedience be our first stand. Let it not be our strength. Our strength will fail us. Our strength will short us. It can't handle the load like electricity. When you connect a couple of extra things in that one particular socket, it can't handle the load. It will trip. But our obedience to him, you'll suddenly see people who are doing far more than what you know we can even do are doing and they are still thriving. And we're realizing, God, how is that even possible? That's possible because they have been obedient to God. And in that obedience, they've been able to find rest. So church today, as I read, everything is uncovered and laid bare before God. And you know, I wish we all will be able to realize that God can see everything. He sees our intentions. He sees what our motives are and he wants us to walk right. So even as I close, I know it's 
it's for me itself it's a very convicting message because a lot of times my intentions and my motives are wrong and god's coming here if you want to operate out of a place of rest you need to first believe with your heart faith has to be activated hold on to my promises because i am a god of order and i will bring order to your disorder so that with believing hearts can we say god i want to experience your rest the second thing is we can experience god's rest when we are obedient let's start being obedient in the small things so that when the big thing comes it's easier for us peace that surpasses all understanding peace that just allows us to enjoy wherever we are at even though there might be chaos around us we are still able to enjoy his peace because we are obedient to him because our intentions our motives are all right because we are allowing the word of god to be alive and active in and through us so today for those of you who are unable to read the word of god i would ask you if you can start reading the word of god every day we all need the word of god there are ways in which we can read the word of god in every day and i want you to make that a habit start small god will honor every step that you take so church can i just quickly pray and ask god that we'll be able to all experience rest wherever we are at loving heavenly father lord i thank you lord for this time thank you lord for beautifully leading us through this passage in hebrews and for us to enable to see that you were a god who rested and we also need to find that rest in you i pray lord especially for those who have been struggling to believe probably circumstances situations probably family situations have caused them not to believe and i pray even right now that they will believe in the name of jesus trust in you hold on to you i pray specifically even right now lord that you would come down lord jesus faith would be activated in them that you would spark a fire in their heart that they'll hold on to the promises like ever before i pray lord maybe be like a generation lord that will obey you that will listen to your voice that will inquire of you that will read your word that it will be come alive and active in and us lord jesus that it will permeate every joint and marrow that we will see your life come through lord jesus i pray specifically that your hand be upon each and every one of us lord that you would guard our intentions our motives that we'll be able to do what is right what you're setting us to do lord we'll be obedient lord not in the easy things but in everything lord we thank you i pray lord especially lord, for those who have been seeking rest in their life lord because of situations struggles and turmoils that you would be you would come down supernaturally lord god of peace would you come down god of order would you come down god of strength would you come down god of encouragement would you come down god of wholeness would you come down lord fill your children lord holy spirit work in and through us be with us i pray that your hand be upon us bless the work of our hands lord i pray that lord we won't be idle our minds won't be idle i pray for those who've been idle all this while that you would spark a flame in them that they'll be able to do something rise up and do something useful lord jesus that you would give them vision you would give them clarity that their heart won't be troubled be with us and bless us in your most holy name we pray amen amen i pray that even as you step out into this week that god will bless you he will give you rest not just one day in a week but every day 
but that requires you to open the word so that that alive and activeness that comes from the word will settle in your hearts. I pray that he would strengthen you, be with you. More than anything, he will keep you through whatever you're going through. That's a God that we serve. He sustains us. And I pray that he will strengthen you inside and out. God bless you all and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.